Welcome to Emil Franzing's Voices of the West, dedicated to the principle that America was better off when our TV shows featured cowboys instead of lawyers. Uh, scholarship donations accepted. The phone number, if you want to call for information, is 520-248-5849 or www.usaindianinfo.com events slash expo slash southwest dash expo. Boy, there's an address. That is an address. And That's if you remember address. that, you're better than me, and I'm reading it. Well, now that, moving that, on. That dog ain't gonna hunt, as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> we, uh, I think Peter was on the line, and uh, we lost him there for a moment. So, Peter, do you call back, please? We will get you back on uh, the show uh, right directly. That's Maybe he's well. scared of Indians. Nah, he ain't scared. Of Indians. He ain't scared of no Indians. He ain't no scared. Well, they got they got black feet and all kinds of Indians up there. I know. Now the next piece coming up is another Indian event. This is March 2nd, and it's on a Saturday. Free admission, free parking, and it's presented by, it's the 2019 Spring PCC, which is Pima Community College Mm -hmm. Powwow, and it's presented by the Native American Student Association. The host is Northern, host Northern Drum, Starport, Uh, host Southern Drum, Pumpkin Vine, headman dancer, Robert Chocobo, the Master of Ceremonies, Mike Yazzie, Yazzie, good Navajo name. Head woman dancer, Shamaya Littlechild, arena director, Nathan Littlechild Jr., probably related. Mm-hmm. Invited Dunn groups, if you like this, this is the best part, I'll tell you. Anyway. Is, uh, is Battle Lake from Alberta, Canada. Short Bull Singers from Short Town, North Dakota. War Dance from our Bagstaff, Arizona. And there will be uh, Gabriel uh, Yea, who was one of the world's greatest guitarists, mm-hmm. American Indian. He'll be there. Aztec dancers, hoop dancers, all kinds of good stuff. Again, March 2nd, 12 to 6 p.m., Pima Community College, West Campus, Athletic Field. All right. And get, your, get, your, get your tom-tom on. Yeah, and once again, I'm, uh, I know we had Peter on there a little while ago, so Peter, uh, do call us back, please, and... Uh, We'll get you on the air here right fast, because that's how we... And now, this is a neat one here. TCM, as Turner Classic Music Movies Backlog, mm-hmm. they now, it's a, it's a fan club, they yes, now have a Tucson chapter. They do. Yes, they do. Ooh. And I have some information here. It's called the Desert Hollywood Chapter. Uh, if you're interested, you can learn more at tcmbacklot.com slash learn. And I'll give you some of the information here. Uh, you can go on air as a guest programmer, join a local chapter of classic music fans, attend private gatherings and meet TCM talent like Wyatt McRae, mm-hmm. go inside the history of TCMA and Hollywood, preview TCMA events, actions, auctions, upcoming events, uh-huh. take behind-the-scenes tour of TCM Studios, cool. enjoy regular contests, discounts, and giveaways, All right. watch exclusive videos, first look at original programming, be featured in the weekly membership spotlight, Holy and coming up on the 27th of April, they're going to be showing Red River down at the Empire Ranch. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's going to start around 10.30. They'll have a couple of uh, guys speaking about TCM. Mm-hmm. Uh, Marty Fries and I will be talking mm-hmm. about the movie nice. at 11. Mm-hmm. And the movie is Red River, which was filmed at the uh, Empire Ranch. Mm-hmm. And just just as a carrot, 
you can get a free 30-day uh, membership, and you'll get a complimentary retro tree shirt. Well, what ho. Nice. Very nice. Okay. And that's it. Edward we, R. Squirrel is done. Very well. We have our guest with us here. And if I can get him on uh, the radio uh, with me, uh, Peter, are you there? Yeah, Hello. I called for the fourth time. Hi, Peter. Thank you for uh, getting a call in. Uh, <laughs> I, I kind of missed you there for a moment, but uh, we got you. We're good to go. You just got to keep putting yeah. them nickels in the pay for. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. So, uh, let's see. Let me get back oh, to... Oh, I'm out of nickels. <laughs> yeah, out of nickels. <laughs> that's, that's, that's just too doggone funny. Uh, <laughs> out of nickels. All right. Now, let me get your, uh, your information up here on the, uh, the screen for our YouTube viewers. And uh, there you are. There you are. Uh, he is there. It's Pete Netzel. Uh, author and he's got a ton of books out and they're all about uh the gold the lost gold and such hanging out uh, uh, up in the uh north i guess we could call it the northwest right lost treasures of montana series. montana uh, wyoming idaho go for it sir okay uh anyway it's kind of an interesting how i got i decided to try to get on your show Mm-hmm. I was doing uh, more working on this Wyoming series of books, and you had an author that did some books on uh, historical forts in mm-hmm. the West. Okay, mm-hmm. and so <laughs> I thought, geez, I'm uh, tracking down this lead on this lost treasure for Fort Stambow. Uh, this guy might have an idea or have heard something. Mm-hmm. And I seen the call-in thing uh, posted. Mm-hmm with the number to call in and uh, basically inviting uh, listeners to call in with questions or whatever. Mm-hmm. And uh, anyway, I posted, yeah, I think I'll call in. And some guy posted, well, that'll be pretty damn rude of you. Tell tell that guy to stick it uh, up his nose. That's too funny. That is no, just no, too no. damn funny. I, I, we I want you to call. That I thought about doing something like that. Yeah. And I decided, no, I'm going to get on that show. Yeah, by golly, you, you know? should. And you are. And you are on the show now. We really appreciate having you with us here today. Um, and uh, I want to uh, get to some of the books that uh, you have uh, done. I, I I know you sent me a laundry list of tons of books here, but what I want to do, I've got a couple of them in um, – uh, that I went and did a uh, nifty slide here so we can show that. Uh, I've got the Coeur d'Alene Gold Bust, Lost Treasures of Montana, Keys Lost Diggings, Necktie Party at the Tyburn Tree, Novice to Gold Coin, On the Trail of Benders, and Lesser Known Outlaws for or of, the, of Wyoming, rather, and Dubuque's Iowa's, Dubuque, Iowa's Forgotten Gold. So there's there's a laundry list. Go ahead and let's uh, just start talking about some of those. Okay. Uh, first off, these books are all inspired from a prior author on Lost Treasure named Thomas P. Terry. Mm-hmm. And uh, ironically, he lived in La Crosse, Wisconsin, where I moved from to Montana. Mm-hmm. So anyway, he used to have this series out on metal detecting. And I always thought, uh, yeah, 
I'd like to get one of them and yeah. find out what's in the ground. You know what I mean? Yep. There's got to be stuff out there. There, there so, is. <laughs> anyway, his phone number was in the phone book, and I worked up the nerve to call him, and I said, you know, how much should I spend on one of these things? You know, I read your books all the time, and he said, don't spend a lot. If, you, uh, if you're going to find something, you will. And considering my financial assist uh, situation, that was uh, exactly what I needed to hear because I really didn't have much money anyway. Mm-hmm. So, ironically, in the first 18 months of this hobby, I ended up finding all, all of the things people want to find. Nice. And so, I, um, I got the only Delonica Mint gold coin ever found metal detecting. Wow. And like, so like yes. finding a gold coin is, uh, it's like uh, the odds are higher than winning a Powerball. Yeah. Was yeah. that the 1843 so I, I did one? that. Huh? Was that the 1843 okay. coin? Okay. Yeah, that's the 1843 $5 gold piece uh, that I got on the front of uh this small Facebook page, I got lost gold. Mm-hmm. Uh, Kelly Cole Metal Detectors uses it in their advertising brochures. Um, I was in uh, Western Eastern Treasure Magazine. I think that was 2003 or 2004 edition. And so, anyway, when we were moving back over here to Montana, Mr. Terry gave me his <laughs> a set of his treasure atlases. Mm-hmm. Well, I gave up metal detecting because gas got so high. I got into researching these lost treasures because all these authors like Penfield and Terry had were one or two sentences or one or two paragraphs. Right. And so it's like wanting to know more. It's just like if someone listening to the Old West radio station podcast is into uh, Calamity Jane or Wider, mm-hmm. Wild Bill Hickok. Right. Uh, there's lots of books out on people and characters of the Old West and events. And a lot of the stuff that's out there, if they're really into it, they're going to find out, no, that really ain't the whole truth or even a part of the truth. Sure. If you get to research and stuff, you find out the real stories. And so we started doing these books, uh, researching these lost treasures. And, uh, uh, I was working a lot of jobs and uh, trying to proofread and trying to research. I couldn't keep up with my wife's formatting books. <laughs> and so every time we'd proofread, there's errors, corrections, and stuff like that. And she'd want a project, and I said, well, here, here, this is a whole envelope of stuff, material from Terry, uh, and there should be a whole book here. Boom, there's your... Uh, there's your book on uh, Dubuque, Iowa's Forgotten Gold. Nice. That's supposed to be upwards, upwards of 100,000 in gold coins hmm. buried in Dubuque, Iowa, on Kelly's Bluff. Now, do we know who then, buried them? Huh? Do we know who buried them? What's that? Do we know who Tom buried Kelly. those coins? Okay. I have Tom a question. Kelly, a miser that had a, a lead mine. Okay. And so... Um, Let's see, the uh, uh, Nick Kai party at the Tyburn tree, mm-hmm. that was an idea for 
keeping, she wanted something to do. I said, well, there hasn't been a book on Big Nose George Parrott since 1960. And so that was, um, that was done up, this book. And we thought, well, let's find somewhere to carry it. And we send it to Rollins. Mm-hmm. Well, see, my, my wife at the time was having uh, like part of the, the three mm-hmm. cancer surgeries she mm-hmm. did. And there was some things I didn't like about the book. And I didn't want to say, hey, uh, this this word Tyburn tree, uh, that's a term from England. That's not a like Old West term. Okay. You know what I mean? Yeah. Hey, Peter, hang hang you on a what? minute. We've got to we've got to get things going here with uh, uh, getting our, uh, our first commercial break. So do stay tuned for that, please. Uh, we'll be right back with you right after these particular messages right here on the Voices of the West. Do stay tuned. We will be right back. Emil Franzi's Voices of the West will be right back. The Tucson Trap and Ski Club invites you to come and participate in our 2016 Tucson Winter Chain Trap Shoot, January 26th through January 31st. Event shoots start daily at 10 in the morning. We're located at 7800 West Old Ajo Highway. We welcome you to come and share the use of the fine facilities our club provides and the camaraderie which we all enjoy. For more information, visit our website, TucsonTrapAndSkeet.com, or call 883-6426. Can you even imagine switching back to pen and paper to run your business? Every year, we become more and more dependent upon our technology. If your network is not set up properly, you're just one click or one email away from losing data critical to your operation. Arizona Computer Guru offers a host of services to prevent and protect you from disaster. From online backup services to email filtering to fully managed network services, Arizona Computer Guru is here to keep your network secure your data safe, and your budget in the black. To schedule your free consultation, call 304-8300. Wills and trusts. Which one do you need? That's where the experience of Zach and Schmidt's PLC comes into play. What we'll usually do with the client is sit down with them and go over their concerns, go over what type of assets they hold, and then give them specific legal advice as to whether a trust makes sense in their specific situation. Let the experience of Zach and Schmidt's guide you through the legal maze of wills and trusts. 520-664-3420 or TucsonEstatePlanning.com. Welcome back to Emil Franzi's Voices of the West. Back when the West was very young, there lived a man named Masterson. He wore a cane and derby hat. They called him Bat, Bat Masterson. A man of steel, the stories say. But women's eyes all glanced his way. Saturday afternoon, uh, the 16th of February. Our guest is Pete Netzel. He's a author talking about, um, writing about uh, all the uh, all the gold y'all might find if you get get to it. Do you absolutely need to have a metal detector, Peter, to uh, find uh, find these uh, neat treasures? Oh, really not. First off, I noticed before we I got on, you guys got a YouTube channel, mm-hmm. okay? Um, 
for the YouTube channels I do, the ones that do best on views are, are basically gold. Mm -hmm. So you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Now you got probably some people that gold pan and all that stuff out there. A lot of our books are uh, covering the Montana series and the upcoming Wyoming one. Mm -hmm. It names all these gold locations. So it's like the GPAA says, if you want to find gold, go where gold has been found. Mm -hmm. So our books are going to be loaded with uh, topo maps and stories of the old prospecting days. That's but, uh, Yeah, uh, someone could pan for colors and find a nugget or two, but generally that's a weekend person. But if they're going to want to make money at it, besides having to have a claim that's legitimate and on file, they're probably going to have to have other equipment. You know what I mean? To move, yeah. move more dirt. Sure, of course. Uh, uh, the gold can be found with a metal detector, mm -hmm. but say it's a nugget, it's going to have to have some signs to it because to get that signal, it's going to be a combination of the uh, uh, what the metal is as well as the mass. Mm -hmm. Oh, we're talking. Oh, one second. We're we're talking yeah. with uh, Pete Netzel. He's an author, writing about uh, gold and treasures, and uh, particularly up in the Montana, Wyoming, and Idaho area. Uh, this is Emil Francie's Voices of the West. If you'd uh, like to get involved in our conversation, eight four four nine zero eight West. Eight four four nine zero eight nine three seven eight is the phone number and i think bunker you have a uh, a question that you wanted to shoot yeah, out over uh, there i understand you just finished a project for the travel channel uh episode called lost gold and it was supposed to showed a couple of weeks ago have you had any heard back anything on it and tell us a little bit about uh your experience working with uh television people working with them we're working well, with the production I, I company. I thought initially when they contacted me, someone was pulling my leg because <laughs> uh, uh, I would I was taking uh, short versions of my stories and topo maps and putting them out on the internet on different places, putting the stuff out free. And uh, what I didn't know is they were planning to do that particular show on the hunt for that gold on the Bighorn River. Mm -hmm. And uh, they they contacted me. Where did you get that info? I go years of research. Would you be willing to be an on-site consultant for the filming? And uh, I waited like two or three days because I'm picking. So was, someone's messing with me. <laughs> and so I just replied politely. And uh, we had some uh, some uh, oh I think two on the phone conferences and. Uh, they bought actually uh, one of my Kindle books that had this story in it with the topo map. And uh, anyway, uh, basically, I don't think they really studied the story when they came out. Because, mm. <laughs> you know, besides the two treasure hunters, you had all these producers and camera crew. Mm -hmm. And uh, the focal point of the area was this old Fairfield country school which was on my topo map and a few days before the filming one of the advanced producers is out there and, I'm looking for that school but it ain't here <laughs> and I said well I don't expect it to be I said uh, that's an old country school it probably had its last class in 1929 
they moved them around to wherever the kids were that they needed them. Mm-hmm. You know, back in the mm-hmm. old days. But uh, they checked with some rancher. Yeah, that's right where it's at. So it was kind of interesting, you know what I mean? Um, but, uh, yeah, it was different. It, uh, it didn't pay nothing. It was volunteer to help them out on it. Mm-hmm. But uh, I thought, well, we've, we haven't even been doing books two years, and we land on the Travel Channel. That's you good. know what I mean? Yeah, you can't shake a so, stick of that stuff. Yeah, well, for, you know, for what we exposure do, exposure I thought, is good exposure. Well, that there's a, in itself is a victory. Well, yeah, it gives you a little bit so, of credence, too. What's that? It gives you it gives you a little bit of uh, cred, uh, credence, you know, that people say, well, this guy, he must know what he's talking about because they're using him. Well, they, they sent me a disc copy of it, oh, and good. I haven't even watched it yet to see how it turned out. <laughs> and I think it aired the, uh, let's see, what was the Super Bowl, the fourth? Yeah, the I guess. I, it, I don't uh, watch, aired on I don't the watch Monday, football. <laughs> Monday and Tuesday after the Super Bowl and the 11th. Mm-hmm. So that was three times that one aired. Well, tell us about and Tired the, Man Productions. What's that? Tell us about Tired, oh, Tired Man, Man Productions. Yeah. That name? Mm-hmm. That business name? That's yeah. Whenever my, my wife wanted me to do something, I'd say I'm just tired. <laughs> and we we drive to get home past this road called Tired Man, and uh, actually the people that live down Tired Man Road are and us are the only ones registered with LLCs with the state of Montana as the business name is Tired Man. You know, it's kind of like a superhero, huh? <laughs> yeah, able to take a nap at any time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> able to put it off at any time there you go uh, that's, that's my new hero well you so, know I gotta... yeah the, this, uh, uh, the, um, the Tyburn tree thing did not fly where we first sent it to get it in uh, most of our books are carried by places with tourism and gift shops and then the museums with gift shops they usually run our books past the historians for the, that air region, and our books are flying going past these people with the associate's degrees. Hmm. Because some say they're glad someone's doing the old West days, because yeah, yeah. authors, for a lot of them, aren't doing that no more. You know? You know, a good market. So, you might, oh, go ahead. Go ahead. As you can say, a good market. As you say, there's a good market out there. Uh, these truck stops all across the country, and most of them have a gift shop, and most of them have a book section in there, and some of the best selection on Western fact, you know, the real stories and not the fiction, are in some of these truck stops. You might see about getting into those. Well, that I've looked into them, and a lot of locations I don't want to get into. I could be all over the state of Montana right now through this one company, but uh, uh, they, they'll do a 60-40. Uh-huh. I get a 60%. They get 40. I pay all the shipping. But <laughs> anything that don't sand, uh, sell, regardless of condition, i got to buy back. Hmm. Oh, so they're going to make good. 40% off my investment up yeah. front. I have 60-40 with everywhere I have already with no buyback. No, that's... So... 
Forget I said that. <laughs> I didn't say a word. <laughs> I've looked at all. I've I looked at a lot of these things and uh, a lot of the places. I just offer them a sixty forty and no shipping. Mm-hmm. And I tell them how much they make a copy, no shipping. They jump on it. So anyway, oh. that uh, that uh, Tyburn tree, we sent that down to Carbon County. Uh, I think it's Rollins. Wyoming, the museum, mm-hmm. they have George Parrott, the remains of him there. Oh. Uh, they have his skull. Uh, they have a pair of shoes made out of his skin. <laughs> I believe around there is the top of his skull that was turned into an ashtray. Uh, and uh, apparently all they had on George Parrott was this little pamphlet that uh, someone at the museum did this pamphlet on George Parrott. This is his whole outlaw career. Wow. In the manhunt form, one little pamphlet. And I thought, well, they'd like this book. And so, anyway, they, who was reviewing the book to carry it was the person that came up with the pamphlet. And so they turned down carrying the book. Hmm. And so I, I told my wife, don't worry. Well, I, we changed the cover. We added to the book. And uh, we gave it, uh, like, you've seen uh, Lesser Known Outlaws of Wyoming? Mm-hmm. That book cover? Yeah. Nice. The wording's in blood red. The silhouette of the guy hanging. Uh, kind of a gory little scene. <laughs> it's a success. <laughs> so anyway, it was blood a Blood cells. We, huh? Blood cells. Blood cells. And so, <laughs> so anyway, the book turned out, then people wanted it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I call it the book that never sold. <laughs> nice, <laughs> great story. Nice, nice. So anyway, yeah, I do the do the YouTube videos, uh, uh, but mine are short, and they're briefs on it. Uh, my wife, uh, I think they're kind of if you, they've seen mine, uh, under tired man, uh, they're done with music and slides and all that. They're almost a show on themselves, hmm. and. Uh, I just, uh, yeah, you guys ought to check them out sometime. Really? Uh, you could find, if you can't find them under Tired Man on YouTube, you go to uh, The Lost Treasures of Montana. And I believe I'm the only one under that, Lost Treasures of Montana. And all my videos are throughout that, that we've done. We're at like 67 of them. Mm-hmm. Uh, we haven't done any probably for a good two months. Uh, then uh, there's the Lost... Lost Treasures, Wyoming. We're starting that page up. Uh, then uh, Lost Treasure, because as I research, I'm finding stuff for all, all these other states as well as the world. And uh, basically, these uh, articles I'm finding are the original source material for all these past Lost Treasure authors. And so um, currently... Uh, on Facebook, there's uh, Old West, uh, Old West Civil War and Civil War characters, uh, Old West legends, outlaws, and uh, lawmen uh, Facebook pages. Well, I'll find a big old article on the 1901 uh, Wagner, Montana train robbery by Kid Curry, and uh, they speculate how many different members of the Wild Bunch were involved in that. Mm-hmm. Uh, some think Butch Cassidy was in on that. And I'll, these, I mean, you read these articles that were written in 1901. This is better stuff 
that you're going to see in magazines today. Sure. Uh, magazines today are limited by, well, we can't politically correctly say this. <laughs> you know what I mean? And so you lose all the flavor of the times with the reading. Mm-hmm. And I'm just using this stuff as public domain because it's so old. I'm using this material. Sure. Uh, so uh, when you deal with uh, minorities, well, you'll see some things in my book. Uh, well, I'm sorry. It, that's how they talked in the old days. Well, you yeah, know what I mean? Yeah, there's way too much of that political correctness Good garbage going on. I mean, you know, think of uh, you got to look at these things from, you know, all the context. And uh, unfortunately, people don't know how to do that. Well, so. they're trying to bleach history, and you, you, yeah, you, you got to respect history for what it is. Yeah, really, exactly. So, um, so yeah, there's some. Uh, we're finding some things that kind of rewrite some portions of Western history in this research too. Yeah. Like this, uh, we we found one article on uh, that dealt with uh, Sheriff Henry Plummer. And his wife that left him, I think he gave her money to go home because she was going to have a baby. Uh, but uh, we found in a newspaper article that told about a letter that she sent back to her sister in Bannock telling about the baby. Uh, and she's implying it's Henry Plummer's. Hmm. And uh, historians said they never had a child. And uh, wow. so we found that article. We put it in. Our Good. book, as well as doing a video on this. So, yeah, we're finding bits and pieces that kind of rewrite things a bit. Ironically, in Billings, because there's always been that Calamity Jane and Wild Bill Hickok mm-hmm. story that they were married, mm-hmm. and most people say they weren't. Mm-hmm. Right here in Billings, Montana, and I found the website, and it gave the name of the woman who claimed to be their daughter. And uh, I went to the grave, and I, I, called, I called that cemetery, and they said, I asked about the location for so-and-so's grave. Mm-hmm. First thing they said is, she's not their daughter. <laughs> they must. Get, huh? get a, yeah, I, I went say there, that... I seen the headstone, and it says, daughter of Calamity Jane and Wild Bill Hickok. Hmm. All so, right, H- hang, anyway, on a, yeah. H- hang on a second. Commercial we time? Gotta... We got to do that uh, commercial thing here, but we're gonna do. I'm gonna do it live because I can. Uh, Voices of the West, Emil Franzi's Voices of the West, is brought to you by the Tucson Trap and Skeet Club, Arizona computer guru. Tucson Trap and Skeet Club at tucsontrapandskeet.com. Check them out. They, it's the premier place to go shooting trap and skeet here in Arizona and uh, probably throughout the country. Arizona Computer Guru, they're the good guys who keep us afloat, um, electronically at least. <laughs> the Paul Ash Management Group, uh, we are broadcasting from the beautiful Paul Ash yes, Studios today. So uh, do check out Paul Ash Management. Uh, uh, you, you'll find them on the web also. They can manage any property anywhere and i guarantee that any property anywhere that's right no property too small or too big there you go 
Uh, Zach and Schmitz PLC, if you need a good attorney or a pair of attorneys to handle uh, uh, some of your legal needs, like uh, for elder law and that sort of thing, uh, Zach and Schmitz are the people to go to. You can also call them if you need an attorney for virtually anything else. They will get you in touch with whoever they uh, whoever needs to be in touch, brought in touch to, to be touched. Yeah, to uh, to help you out there. <laughs> I'm Ms. Wilkerson Investments, a good place to go if you want to, to expand that wealth that you have or may not have, but are looking for. And look to have it. And look to have it exactly. Horse and Round Rescue is another one of our sponsors. Steve Boyce down in the uh, Elgin Elfrida area Pretty and country. Uh, beautiful country down there. They they rescue horses and mules. And, he knows his uh, horses and mules. You know, and uh, they do a grand job of that. Uh, check them out, horsesandaroundrescue.org. This is Emil Franzi's Voices of the West. You can get in touch with us by calling 844-908-WEST, 844-908, and uh, the, add the West in there. It's, uh, that and we'll be... Uh, oh, come back. That's the uh, theme to the High Chaparral television series, and the, why do I play that? Well, I'm going to tell you exactly why. You better. Because that is the uh, uh, program that uh, our host, uh, our co-host, Bunker de France, was on, and um, it's just a doggone good television show. If I don't play it... It's a great theme song. It's a great theme song. If I don't play it, he wanders, so I, 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 I can't... I cry sometimes I, when he doesn't play it. And, you know, it's just not a pretty sight. Yeah. I got a question before we go on, though. Yes, please. How do you cook a skeet? How do you prepare them to eat them? I'm not quite sure. I I, I think, I'm not positive, but if you braise it carefully. A little barbecue sauce? Yeah, barbecue. No, no, that's that's the finish. Oh, that's the You finish. can also put them in the slow cooker. Slow cooker? Oh, a, a pressure cooker. No, not a pressure cooker. Oh. A slow cooker. Oh, how about Dutch oven? That could be as okay. well. Yeah. Well, speaking of Dutch ovens, we got Peter out there. Wondering where we're wandering around. So, Peter, we're back to you again. Uh, tell us a little bit of something about the lesser-known outlaws of Wyoming, because that sounds like a great title. Also, I want to add, I did read a couple of your stories uh, preparing for the show. I got on Google, and uh, they have some of your stories printed out. And you do a damn fine job of, of writing about your subject. I really enjoyed them. Okay, thanks. Hey, how far are you from Apache Junction? Far Paso, <laughs> which is a bunch of miles. It's or a couple days ride. Yeah. Uh, let's see. It's about a two the, hour the two people, hour drive. Yeah, the uh, the two hunters, uh, treasure hunters that I was with uh, to the Lost tra- uh, Travel Channel uh, for the Montana episode. Uh, they're the Feldman brothers from Apache Junction. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. in case you guys or your audience didn't know that, so, there you go there. So, yeah, I've online their yeah. shop. That, that mm-hmm. looks like a neat place to stop in. You have another book out that uh, I don't have up on the, um, on the, on the YouTube thing there. Uh, but it, it's the... Was it tra- uh, Tales? Oh, Twisted Tales Twisted of Tales. the Old West. 
outhouse reading, and yeah. that's oh, important yeah. stuff. See, I want to. I want to know, know, know about that too. Okay, uh, when I was <laughs> before I started doing Lost Treasure, I was doing all these stuff on ghost towns, and I'm reading these older, older, forgotten authors like Lambert Florin and all that. And once in a while, there's one or two little sentences in their stories that are just weird or odd, you know what I mean? So I kept those little one or two sentences, and I flushed them out into these short stories. Flushed them out. Okay. Nice, nice. <laughs> and so, uh, and I put my, people that know me know I got a twisted mind. I made sure they were kind of had a twist, these stories. And... And so um, there's all these uh, um, Uncle John's bathroom readers. Well, we figured bathroom reader, uh, that was copyrighted. So we turned that into, a, a, we call it the outhouse reader. And I thought that would have a good, mar I grew up on a farm. I thought, this has potential market out there, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. An outhouse reader. And I, at first it was only in Kindle, but once we went paperback, I figured that gave it more value. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you can use it to the rot house. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like the old catalogs. Yeah, Susan Wilbur. <laughs> nice. Well, you know, one of my favorite songs is Please Don't Tear That Little Old Brown Building Down. Yeah. And the reason the reason he likes that song is because he loves those little little buildings. Hey, I use many brown buildings. <laughs> yes, he yeah, has. And a few bushes, too. Yeah, not that to we mention, have. Not to mention, but I That's did. TMI there, Bunker. Hey, you know, I'm, I'm in the last two centuries. I haven't made it up to the, the 21st yet. I'm uh, barely under the 20th. Barely. So I don't even know what PC means. I know. Uh, anywho. Public commode. PC. What else do we want to talk about here <laughs> before we get off into a tangent that we shouldn't? What do you got coming up, Peter? Uh, we're working on a uh, Lost Treasures of Wyoming series. Mm -hmm. uh, I'm hoping on five books, okay? Uh, we're breaking it into five regions to do. But uh, the state of Wyoming did their tourist uh, regions in a really odd pattern where, oh, it goes from the uh, southeast corner of the state to the northwest, and it's like, this is weird, trying to plot these uh, these counties to include in this kind of a pattern. Uh, Montana ended up seven volumes, 2,900-plus pages. Wow. So I'm expecting Wyoming will break over 2,000 pages. And uh, what I'm actually... Uh, been working on for Wyoming is uh, there's so much on the Lost Cabin Mine, I want to do it as a separate book. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And so um, that that's, the, I think, the uh, the original Lost Cabin Mine that uh, ended up every state has Lost Cabin Mines now. <laughs> so anyway, it's uh, been discovered and rediscovered in three different areas of Wyoming uh, over... Um, since uh, supposedly first found in 1860, mm -hmm. and there's people still searching for it today. I put on uh, my Wyoming page, yeah, I'm going to try doing a book on the Lost Cabin Mine. Boom, someone got a hold of me because they're working on one too, and they said uh, they've already contacted the History Channel, and, uh, well, I'm sure their book, if they 
complete it and I complete mine, they're going to be different books. They're not going to sure. be the same. Yeah. But uh, I, I've got an advantage. My wife does all the formatting. Okay. So <laughs> we, we do everything in the house, you know. So you're self-published. So, uh, we don't have to uh, pay anyone to format, proofread, edit, okay. nothing. Nice. You know. You know, here so, in, in uh, southern Arizona, and actually throughout Arizona, and in uh, New, New Mexico, um, there are tons and tons of lost mines, and whether or not there's treasure within those mines is yet another story. But ha have you done any research on uh, any of the lost uh, findings uh, here in Arizona or in New Mexico? Well, I know Penfield had a, a coverage of that state. Thomas Terry has uh, quite a bit listed. A lot of them are one or two sentences, but I know by how they originally got their material, I know how to go into the old newspaper archives. Sure. Any of these lost mines that anyone probably would hear about or talk about in your state, if someone was to go into the newspaper archives, they would find that there were articles in the old day papers on these lost mines or lost stagecoach loot or whatever. If it really happened, it made the paper. Well, and sometimes okay. when it didn't happen, it made the paper. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Peter, I just wonder, because thinking over New Mexico, where I'm from, we have a story about the lost Aztec treasure. Have you, have you ever heard about that one, or are you familiar with it? Uh, is this where they believe that they carried it up from Mexico to keep it out of the hands of the conquistadors and hid it? Yeah. Yeah. I've, I've heard they, they, people think they went as far as southern Utah even. Yes, it? they did, yeah. It's, well, there's, yeah, a place there's, up, there's a place up there where they found, they found uh, what they thought might have been the site. didn't turn out to be, but there was... Uh, stone uh, steps carved in a cliff wall, which they followed up to it, and inside there was stuff from uh, Aztec uh, Mexico, but they couldn't they couldn't tie it together because there was just not enough uh, mm -hmm. material or information. And that's the one in Utah. Yeah, there's a lot of stories out there. Um, I think I'm familiar with it. Uh, visually, but I, I'm i not into New Mexico. Right. Once I get into the states, I'm finding I'm learning stuff Right. as we're finding articles. <laughs> I, for Montana, I thought I read everything there was, and I know I read everything there was yeah. in <laughs> paperbacks that were available. It's uh, real rare for me to find a book that I haven't seen before. Uh, if your audience, you know, say they go to a, a rescue mission, thrift store, a junk shop, or a mm -hmm. rummage sale, or a safe oh, yeah, sale, you see a book that you've never seen before, and it's priced like a buck and a half yep. or less or whatever, buy it. Yeah, Bunker buys I mean, a lot of those. throw away a buck and a half <laughs> every day, you know. Yeah, Bunker but goes to the uh, local the, library uh, and buys a ton of books uh, every week. And uh, he's, he's found some real gems in there, stuff that was published back in uh, 1906, 1890s. And uh, it's it's some really good stuff. Guys, we got to do, <clears throat> pardon me, our, our final commercial mentions here. So 
let me take care of that for you and uh, tell you all about our great sponsors on Emil Franzi's Voices of the West. Imus Wilkerson Investments is one of those uh, sponsors. Uh, contact them. You'll find them on the web, imuswilkerson.com, and uh, they'll take care of you, your family, and anybody else that you want to have taken care of uh, with finan- for the financial purposes out there. Zach and Schmitz, PLC. Two great attorneys, and uh, they they specialize in elder law. But, you know, if you've got a question about the law, they'll be more than happy to answer it for you and direct you to uh, the proper specialty if, in fact, you need to have that taken care of. Paul Ash Management is another sponsor of Emil Franzi's Voices of the West. Paul Ash Management Company, they're uh, based in Tucson, but, uh, you know, if you've got property that you need managed, no matter where it is in the world, they will take care of it, and they will do a very fine job at it, too. So uh, keep that in mind. And We broadcast from the Paul Ash Management Studios uh, here in Tucson, Arizona. Arizona Computer Guru, they're the folks that keep us... Uh, sort of together <laughs> electronically uh the rest of us have a t- our own time Just to keep ourselves sparky. together yeah old sparky and uh so arizona computer guru uh, you'll find them on the web they can take care of you too uh website building uh, hosting well you name it they'll, they'll be more than happy to take care of it. and they've also got this really neat function or service that uh you can get on a monthly basis where they will watch your computer for you and uh, make sure that no cooties get inside. No cooties? You don't want no cooties in your computer. No bed bugs. No bed bugs, no nothing. Awesome. They're out there, too. (laughs) Tucson Trap and Skeet Club is uh, one of our other sponsors, longtime sponsor of this program, and uh, uh, just check them out on the web. And uh, if you're an RVer and you come down to shoot Trap and Skeet, well, by golly, you can stay out there at the Tucson Trap and Skeet Club because they've got tons and tons of... uh, Sites. RV space. I yeah. mean, geez, you know, you won't you won't go wrong by doing by doing that. So those are the sponsors right here on Amel Francis' Voices of the West. William Boyd was my first hero. Silver hair, all dressed in black. On a big white horse named Topper, Hoppy always had your back. He had a crusty sidekick. California was his name. They kept them outlaws hopping. Frontier Justice was their game. That's great. <laughs> oh, I was raised a TV buckaroo With Rex and Roy and Hoppy and Gene and Lash LaRue When asked who was that masked man, you bet I always knew I was raised a TV buckaroo how many of us were hey, raised you're my TV hero, buckaroo? Harry. That's <laughs> awesome. We were all raised TV buckaroos, I think, at some point in time. I know I was. Uh, I was I was pre-TV. So yeah, you were radio pre-TV. Buckaroo. You were radio buckaroo, and I was a radio buckaroo as well. I, I love that stuff. Uh, you, you know, Peter, before we go any further, tell us how we if people want to contact you or buy your material. Yeah, good idea. How do they go about that? Uh, the best way is uh, on if they want to get it like an autographed copy, uh, go on Facebook, uh, Lost Treasure, Montana. Uh, I think to message or post it, they just have to click uh, join or whatever. Uh, I can uh, do that cheaper than they would pay on Amazon. Mm-hmm. Um, otherwise, Amazon, 
Uh, also on my uh, Lost Treasure Montana, for each book, I've done descriptions of every story and locations that carry them. And so anytime I pick up another location, but, you know, for them to find it through navigating Facebook, I'd say just go to Lost Treasure Montana, um, contact me or post it. Uh, at the top, there's a uh, pinned announcement. I'm do, uh, offering uh, autographed copies. Uh, today I noticed I had a, a, a from a Mr. Rice that wanted a Yellowstone and a Custer book. Cool. And I, I keep some at home, and he wants them signed. So I just got to get back to him. Hey, uh, yeah, this much I can do it and mail them to you. I'll cover the mailing. Uh, include what you want wrote in it, you know, if it's a gift. Mm-hmm. So, you know, once in a while we pick up, uh, oh, someone wants an autographed one. Uh, but, uh, yeah, basically my Facebook page, if they don't want to deal with Amazon, some people don't like Amazon. Uh, my books are all on there too. Mm-hmm. And so, uh, basically that's about the best way to go. You know, Good. uh, the YouTube channel, if they find that, uh, they can, uh, contact me there too. So anyway, uh, other than that, that's all I know. Well, actually it's not all I know, but I think <laughs> you got a time limit. Well, well you know enough, you know, <laughs> yeah. and hey, and we, you had a hard time dealing working with me because I'm an introvert and shy and I don't no. talk much. No, don't say all that. that stuff, huh? <laughs> yeah, yeah, you're about as you're about as shy as a heart attack. There you go. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> well, you know, this, this, one this of your researching books... though is a big mm-hmm. topic. Uh, if and what we do, if anybody's into, like I said, an old west uh, outlaws sheriff, uh, it's pretty much the same. In fact. Uh, how we go about researching, someone uh, suggested we do a book on a whole different topic. That if you looked on Amazon, you'll see two books that aren't anything Old West, Outlaws, Lost Treasure, and that's on giants and little people. Mm-hmm. Uh, the mythology of these uh, giants that originally were mentioned back in the early day, portion of the Bible throughout all the cultures around the world and the small little people that uh, most Native American tribes believe in, mm-hmm. uh, these spiritual guides. And someone suggested we do a book on this stuff, we and don't. because of how we researched, we were able to pull off a two-volume book on a topic that it wouldn't have been anything I'd put my time into mm-hmm. otherwise. You know what I mean? Well, you've so got to be interested it's, uh, The research is the same. Okay, go ahead. I got, you know, one of your books on the Trail of the Benders, um, that is a topic I think that just fascinates everybody. Yep. They've been written and written and written about, but you, see, you just can't seem to get enough of, of them. So tell us about your book about right. the Benders. And that that Trail of the Benders, I, I've never read anybody's book on the Benders. Uh, if you read Old West magazines once in a while, like there was a 1973 issue, about Kate Bender, you know, and this beautiful redhead. Well, anyway, there was many places around the country where people stopped and stayed the night, and no one ever heard from them again. What the Benders was doing was uh, really common, killing people for whatever profit they could get. So when it was discovered, there was this manhunt 
by the brother of a doctor, one of the last victims. Then there was a, the vendors all of a sudden are gone. They were just there and questioned them. And they started looking around and finding evidence and then finding bodies buried on the property. Hmm. So there was this manhunt for the vendors that went from, eight, I believe, 1873. Uh, and vendors kept showing up in the newspapers all the way to 1910. Wow. But ironically, they believed the vendors were caught and killed on the prairie the first night. Uh, then there's other versions where a Native American witnessed uh, some people tied up in a wagon and it driven across this river into where there was no quicksand and they all sunk out of sight. Wow. And so there, there's a Native American version of witnessing the death of the vendors. And so, uh, yeah, as I research today for other stuff, I'm still finding vendor stuff. They were carried all over the United States um, and probably Europe, too. So a big story in their day. Uh, the Bender Hills yeah. are supposed to hold uh, wealth that they sold from the victims. Mm. So what did you want to know about the Benders? Well, I think you pretty much did it there. Hey, we're, we're almost out of time here, Peter. We want to thank you very much for uh, taking your Saturday afternoon and uh, spending an hour with us. Really, really appreciate it. It was great. Uh, yeah, tons of tons of fun, and uh, I'm, I'm I'm sure we'll have you back at some point in time because when he, when he gets the Wyoming books out. Yeah, when you get the Wyoming books out, you give me a yell, and we'll get you back on the on the show here. Does that sound fair? Oh, that's fair. Uh, the Bender book is all from the articles of the Times, though. Mm -hmm. So you don't have to worry about oh, the author is creating this to fill pages. We don't do that. <laughs> All, right. All right. So that would require that would require having to write. Well, yeah. There you go. Hey, we're uh, that's all odd from an author. Huh? <laughs> no, that's okay. We are out of time now, Peter. Thank you so much for joining us thank today you. here on Emil Franzi's Voices of the West. And uh, next week it's uh, movie Paul week. Fix. It's movie week. We're going to talk about Paul Fix. You know him as the sheriff. From Rifleman. Rifleman, but he's also been been in a ton of other things. So goes all the way back to the silence. He, was a, he does. Was a tutor to John he Wayne, does. acting coach. Yeah, wrote a wrote, co-wrote the script for Tall in the Saddle. Exactly. Come back next week and get all the details. And uh, if you don't, well, you're just gonna miss on out. So thanks much for joining us. We'll talk to you next week. Thanks for listening to Emil Franzi's Voices of the West.